<laughs> hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to this fat girl life. I am your host, Kimberly Pleasia, and I'm so thrilled to have everybody with me tonight, especially Miss Mallory Dunn, the creator of Smart Glamour. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, I have to say, I am like kind of obsessed with your clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> like the more I look at your Instagram and your website and yeah, I'm, I have a feeling my husband is not going to be as impressed <laughs> um, when he sees some of the stuff that I'm going to be ordering in the future <laughs> because yeah, I, my clothes, my closet is going to have a smart glamour section. <laughs> now, what got you started just in the fashion industry to begin with? Um, so, I mean, I've always been interested in clothing, I would say. Um, you know, I, I struggle sometimes with fashion versus clothes because I think the fashion industry as a whole is really harmful. Um, and beyond that, also just kind of like pretentious and weird. And uh, I'm not super into that part of it. Um, but I've always been interested in clothes ever since I was little, um, you know, always dressing up, always you know, whenever I'd go to a department store with my mom, like trying on all the hats, like, I mean, it's just always been something that I loved um, using fashion as a way to express myself um, in high school and in junior high, I started to teach myself to sew and my grandmother taught me to sew and I would like take things apart and put them back together and like make little backpacks out of old jeans and like all kinds of creative stuff like that. Um, and I didn't realize it was an actual job or could be a career path until I got to high school because my high school had a fashion design program. Um, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I had no idea. Up until that point, I thought maybe I'd be a math, a math teacher. <laughs> um, and then I realized it was, a, it was a job. And so I was like, okay, changing trajectory here. And I went to FIT for college, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology in uh, Manhattan. Um, and kind of went forward from there. I don't know if you want me to get into the, the full story yet. <laughs> oh, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So um, I went to FIT for fashion design. Uh, the way that their program works is, or the way that it did, you know, pl 15 plus years ago is that you do your first two years and you get your associates and then you can choose to continue for the next two um, and get a bachelor's or you can just leave. It's it's like, you know, you don't sign up saying I'm going to do two or I'm going to do four. You can decide when you get there. Okay. Um, and unfortunately for me, I didn't super love the vibe of the school, the environment there. Um, everyone is very clicky. Uh, it just it just didn't feel like a welcoming open space to me and additionally the way that the programming works as far as the classes while i do very 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 much appreciate and would not be able to do what i do the foundation i got as far as like this is how clothes are made you know i learned everything i learned uh, more advanced sewing i learned draping i learned pattern making i learned fashion illustration all of that wonderful but they do very much put you on a path of, okay, you're going to graduate from here, you're going to get an, an internship, then you're going to be an assistant designer, then you'll maybe be an associate designer, then maybe you'll be a designer, then maybe you'll be design director. And like, maybe by the time you're 60, you can start a clothing line. 
Um, or, or you just stay in corporate fashion forever. And I had really never even thought about corporate fashion. I just was like, I want to learn to make clothes. Um, and it was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is not what I want to do. So I decided to stop at my associates and I transferred schools and I went to uh, Pratt Institute for three years and I got an art and design education degree thinking, okay, maybe I'll teach fashion. Um, so, uh, the one thing I will say is that Pratt was very much of more of an environment than I appreciated. It was very open and friendly and people shared their art supplies and, you know, it, there was no like weird competitive nature built in, which there really was at FIT. Um, so I, I liked that very much. Uh, but then I missed fashion, you know, I was doing mostly teaching stuff and fine art, which is fun. Um, but was like, well, this isn't really what I, what I wanted to do either. So um, graduated from there, got my BFA, and then just had to think for a little bit about, okay, what am I going to do? So I decided to go backwards and go into the fashion industry and just, you know, let's just see if I like it, you know, and, and figure it out from there. So I ended up working in the juniors sector of corporate fashion, which is for folks who don't know, it's... um basically like clothing for tweens. And uh, so like uh, almost teenagers, preteens, teenagers. And then it is also what they call a crossover customer because a lot of juniors clothing is sold at, sold at very low price uh, stores for clothes. So like Walmart, Kmart, Burlington, Ross, JCPenney, Wet Seal, like those are literally the companies that we made clothes for. Um, and so there's also adult women buying these clothes. So it's teenagers and uh, adults. Um, and that was incredibly stressful job. It was very high pace. Um, it was very, I don't know if cutthroat is the right word, but like, you know, when Walmart is ordering tank tops from you, it's a giant order worth millions of dollars. So like, Everything right. is a very, very big deal to the design directors. Um, you know, you work very late. Um, but what also happens is there is zero creativity involved. Uh, you know, I think the whole time I was in those jobs, I actually designed maybe one thing. We're mostly just copying things. Um, and when I say that, I mean it exactly. <laughs> they, you know, design directors go shop uh, overseas at like cooler fast fashion stores. They bring the clothes back and we just completely copy them um, because you can't copyright shapes of clothing. You can only copyright like prints, like the plaid on this top. Uh, so it was also just not creative and it was not fun. So it was like very stressful on one hand. And on the other hand, I wasn't having any fun. Um, so, you know, I learned a lot there. I learned like everything about how the fashion industry on the corporate end actually works, how it runs, how things are actually made, um, you know, talking with factories, approving things like all of that stuff I learned on that job. But I but I hated it. <laughs> so uh, after a few years, I quit and I decided to start doing freelance work instead. So I basically used every tool that I had from both of my college degrees and from that job as well and just did all types of stuff so like i would teach both children and adults how to sew how to draw how to drape um how to sketch on the computer i would do alterations for people i would make custom pieces for people just all, all over the board um and it was during that time that i finally you know had a little bit more like emotional energy to focus on what I actually really want to do. 
Um, and it was also during that time that I started dating my now husband. And we had a lot of conversations as you do when you're first dating somebody. And he pointed out to me that this thing that seemed to get me most riled up and excited was when I started talking about A, how badly clothes are made and how hard it is for people to get things that fit them. And B, how annoyed I am that this society as a whole has made so many women and feminine people hate themselves. Um, it's a huge annoyance to me. I really <laughs> I can't stand it. And I'm not mad at the people because um, I understand why people feel that way. Um, I'm mad at the, the society that tells them that they have to feel that way, that there's something wrong with them innately. Um, it truly infuriates me. <laughs> so uh, he's like, I don't know if you ever realize that like this, this is what you care about. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it in that way, you know, um, hadn't really thought about like what you can do to, to change the things that bother you. Um, and so I basically came up with the idea for a clothing line that focuses on those things. So it's clothes for everybody. When I say everybody, I actually mean everybody. Um, it's clothes that are customizable so that you can get clothes that fit you. Um, and then all of the imagery represents all different types of people being their natural selves so that when people see it, they A, can find someone to relate to hopefully, and B, think that they're a part of it and they're they're allowed in and that there's nothing wrong with them the way that they are right now. Now, what one thing you just commented on, and like, seriously, I was just thinking about this today. It is one of the favorite things about your website that I have is you actually have a page on your website mm -hmm. that has all these different women that are all different shapes and sizes so that you can actually go through and look at somebody that's your body size, mm -hmm. your body shape, and see how the clothing looks on that shape and size. Mm -hmm. Nobody else does that, at least that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, seriously, girl, I <laughs> love that. Yeah, that's that's um, I it's it's called the shop by model page on the website. I also sometimes refer to it as a model directory. Um, it right now currently has twenty eight models on it, um, which a few of them are also non binary people, so not all women. But um, they my oh my overarching model group is actually one hundred and eighty people. So like throughout the site, you're going to see many more people than just those twenty eight. But basically, what I do is once somebody has modeled for me at least three times, so that they are throughout the site multiple times, um, we do a separate shoot. You know, I usually do about like eight to ten people at a time, and we go to a, a, some kind of photo studio where it's a white backdrop. They wear the same dress as each other that's custom fit to their bodies, and I take pictures of them. I take a video of them walking. I take all of their measurements down and then I create basically a little profile page for them where you can learn about them, you can see them move, you can know their measurements, their height, um, and then know what size they wear in my clothes and what customizations I would suggest to somebody who is similar measurements. I so wish more people thought about doing this mm -hmm. because that just, it makes the shopping process so much easier because I, as a plus size woman, mm -hmm. I hate going into a clothing store and shopping. I absolutely hate it. And especially, oh my God, buying a swimsuit in a store and even in a catalog, that's scary, but in a store, mm -hmm. no, no. 
Like the last time I did that was two, three, somewhere in there years ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember like going with my husband and I was terrified. I, there was no way in hell I was going to put it on in the store. And so, you know, we were on a trip. I bought it, like shoved it in the bag, go running out of the store out to our car. And then go into our hotel room and put it on. And even in the hotel room, in front of the man that I am married to. Right. I was afraid to put it on. Because I didn't know if it was going to fit properly. I didn't know how it was going to look. Yeah. So having the ability to see how that item is going to look mm -hmm. on that body style is just, it's so liberating honestly and truly mm -hmm. because it it takes the fear out of it so i want to say thank you for thinking to do that because that's just that is amazing for me i'm so glad um, the other thing that i love about your line is you are so size inclusive mm-hmm what how large what is the range so the size chart is from extra extra small to 15x um and i'll kind of go into that a little bit further in a second but also since everything is customizable really that size chart's just a starting point um if somebody is off of that size chart if somebody is between sizes on the size chart it doesn't matter um, so because the clothing is customizable and the the custom customization part of it is optional, right? You can just sign on and go, I want a three X boom. I'm not going to do anything to it, but you can customize things that are more design preference. So like I want this shirt, but I want short sleeves for instance, or you can customize things so they fit properly. So like the majority of human beings in the world are between sizes on a size chart. Um, even if we're all shopping and we're all shopping in the same way, in unless you're shopping with me, where you're buying just a standard clothes that somebody made and they made it in, in a mass manufactured way. And that's why size charts exist. Size charts don't exist to make things fit better. They exist so that companies can make things at a very grand scale and make a high profit. Um, so people are used to just saying, okay, well, this is the closest size to me. So that's what I buy because that's what available, what is available. But if you actually measured yourself and then looked at all the size charts that exist, or, you know, the ones that you shop at the most, a lot of them, you would actually be between sizes. And a lot of people, you know, that's why people go, okay, well, I'm going to buy, you know, two sizes or three sizes and put them all on and see which one works the best and send the other ones back which is a very which makes a lot of sense because of the way the fashion industry is set up but it's if you want things to actually fit you truly truly um they either need to be custom made to you or you have to buy things and then get them altered which is you know expensive and also the way that people think about fashion especially in the past 20 years it's just gotten trendier and trendier and cheaper and cheaper and people buy things they wear it once they throw it away they never think about it again so people also don't really have this thought process of like, I'm going to get this piece because it's going to fit me great. I love it. It's made of quality fabrics. It's going to last me a long time and I'm going to mix it and match it with other things in my closet and wear it and keep it for at least five years minimum. And I'm trying to shift a lot of mindsets. 
with a lot of education and a lot of information that a lot of people don't have. Um, and so the size chart is, is to say, it's just, a, it's just a starting point. And the majority of people that shop with me, like I would say, not, not three fourths, but somewhere between a half and three fourths, um, customize their items. I, I love that you offer this. Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm so in love with you. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear. I, yes, 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 yes. So I think, you know, one thing that I have seen throughout my entire 40 plus ish years, we're going to leave the age of that 40 plus ish um, is you know, women want to be able to express themselves mm -hmm. through the clothing they wear, through, you know, everything. But for so many women, that is just not a feasible option. Yep. Either because the clothing does not come in their size, be it super small or super large, mm -hmm. or especially in the plus size community, like those trendy items that we want to wear mm -hmm. to get them in a larger size, you're spending so much more money mm -hmm. for the exact same item. Yeah. Why is that? Because I know that little bit of extra fabric does not cost $50 more. Mm -hmm. Why does that happen? Uh, so I'm going to address a few things that you said there. The first thing I want to address is in case anyone's watching and is unaware, um, the majority of American women and feminine people are plus size. Uh, it's depending on where you look at the statistic is 67 to 72%. It is the majority. You are not a niche. You're the majority. Um, and then if you look at sales figures from the fashion industry, uh, in general, in our country, um, of apparel overall, plus sizes are only 6% of sales. If you look at women's fashion specifically, they're 12.5% of sales. So plus size people are the majority of human beings while being incredibly underserved. And that's just the way that it is right now. Um, it's obviously gotten better over the past little bit, even since I, you know, I started Smart Glamour in 2014. I've seen a lot change in the past seven years, for sure. Uh, but it still is nowhere near where it needs to be. And the very quick answer for why is that society is fat phobic. The fashion industry is fat phobic. Fashion education system is fat phobic. Um, and people that work in the fashion industry come from the fashion education system. So when you go to college and you learn about fashion, no one even brings up plus sizes at all, period. Um, I am a part-time professor at both FIT and at the new school, which is part of, which is what houses Parsons, but I work for like the continuing education sector. And um, up until the pandemic, I was teaching a class called Fashion Industry Profile New York City, which is basically a fashion business class that's targeted specifically around New York City, but it also talks about just global fashion in general. Um, I was trying to pick a fashion textbook to use for this class and which is hard to do in the first place. But um, I looked through so many, none of them mentioned plus sizes at all, even one sentence. Uh, so it does not surprise me at all that, that this is the outcome. 
right? Because it, it's the way that it's set up. It's very intentional. Uh, so when I teach that class, I, I, I removed an entire uh, day that was dedicated to fur and leather because it's really <laughs> not that important to me. Um, and instead I inserted a class that was that focused on plus size fashion, sustainability, and fashion for disabled people. Um, and, you know, I, then I see it carry forth with my students. You know, I'm glad that I have a very, that I've created a safe space where these students can ask me questions and not feel judged. But they ask me questions that they truly, uh, you know, have been taught. You know, I've had students ask me, well, don't plus size people not want the same kind of fun things that I want to design because they don't like their bodies. So they want to hide them. And like, that was somebody who truly did not mean to out of malice. That's what they've been taught. That's what, that's what society has taught them. And I was like, well, that's not true. You know, do you think that all straight size people want the same thing? Do you think that no straight size people hate their bodies? Because they definitely do. Um, and yet they have all of the options. So why wouldn't plus size people have all the options? Then the second part of your question about pricing, um, again, the simple answer is because fashion industry is fat phobic. Um, they won't let go of the idea that straight size people are the majority, um, even though it's it's absolutely not true. And so they do there's the majority of their sample sizing and their costing analysis off of like a medium or a large, depending on what their little range is. Um, even if they do carry plus sizes, they will have a plus size fit model but they still don't, for the most part, won't cost off of the actual median size and also the average size person, which depending on your size chart, where is a one or a two X. So, you know, I have a size chart that goes extra to small through 15 X. I charge the same price for all of those sizes. And that's because I create my prices off of a two X. <laughs> so yes, does it, take more fabric to make a 15x than it does an extra extra small absolutely um especially if i'm making something that is voluminous yes it does cost more but there are there you have to have you also have to look at like the the amount of people who wear those sizes within this right so like the average person most people wear a 1x 2x that it's like off the chart um and then when you widen that a little bit, the majority of people between wear between a one and a three. Then when you widen it again, people that wear medium to extra large are about the same size of a uh, same amount of people that wear four X to six X. So that's next. Then you widen it again and people that wear extra small and small are about the same amount of people who wear above a six X. So in my mind and in practice with Smart Glamour, those things even each other out. Most of the time I'm making between a 1X and a 3X and that's what I'm costing off of. Then the next amount of group grouping that I'm selling after that are between a medium and a four or a four, five, six. And those even each other out. And then the amount of times I'm making a small and the amount of times I'm making a, you know, a 12X, a 15X, et cetera, also even each other out. So there's no reason, even though yes, it costs more fabric. <laughs> if you cost your prices, you create your prices correctly, there's no reason to upcharge. Okay, so that was A, very informative. But B, girl, you just compared my size to a size medium. <laughs> I feel so good about myself right now. Thank you. 
I mean, it's it's true. It's just facts. It's it's facts based on other people's stats. It's also facts based on the stats I've done. I've been measuring people uh, for Smart Glamour for seven years. Um, and anytime I do a model casting or whatever the case may be, I keep those that that data and and I and I use it for when I teach my classes and when I um, share information on the internet. Um, and it's just it's just the truth. <laughs> so if somebody wants to check out your stuff, mm -hmm. how do they do so? So I don't know how, but I want you to tell everybody else. <laughs> of course. Um, all of the clothing you can buy at smartglamour.com. That's smell, spelled S-M-A-R-T-G-L-A-M-U-R.com. Um, on social media, we're smart glamour everywhere, except for Instagram, where we are smart underscore glamour. Um, all the sale, all the like actual buying is done on the website. I don't have a physical location. Um, the other thing that should be said is Smart Glamour is just me. I'm one human being. <laughs> it's funded by me. I make all of the clothing, including what you buy, uh, all the clothing for the models. Um, I cast all the models. I answer every email. I answer every DM. If you ever try to contact Smart Glamour, I'm the person that's going to answer you. <laughs> it's just me. Now, you mentioned model casting. If somebody wants to be a model for you, mm -hmm. I know we kind of joked about this. <laughs> How do I go about doing this? So the answer is a little complicated at the moment due to COVID. Uh, Pre-COVID, what I did was I had two castings, public castings a year, and they are based around when I have runway shows. So pre-COVID, I did two runway shows a year. So I've done, I think, 13 or 14 runway shows, something like that. Um, you can find all the videos to them on our YouTube page, which is youtube.com smart glamour if you want to watch them. Um, and so I do public castings before the runway shows and the people who are in the runway shows are also the exact same people who are in the photo shoots, exact same people on the, on the website, exact same people on social media. So, you know, the day that the runway show happens and the collection goes live, you can find those exact same models in the exact same clothes on the website and on social media and in all of our advertising. Now, when, when COVID happened, for the first like half of the year of 2020, I wasn't even making clothes. I pivoted and I was making masks. Um, in the late summer, early fall, uh, I'd started to pivot back to clothes. And for fall, I did a loungewear and I did spring. My models took their own pictures at home. Um, usually my models are in near city. I'm taking their photos. For COVID, uh, I also was reaching out to my current model group. So once you become a Smart Glamour model, you're part of our community and our family. Um, I have a we have a private Facebook group of just for all the models to be in, for me to stay in touch with them, for them to keep in touch with each other because they all end up being friends. That's like 180 people in there. Um, and so whenever I'm doing a smaller casting or I need need some models for something, I just post in there and I that's what I really use the folks. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's fine. Um, so for those three shoots, I just cast from my current pool of models because I know them, they know me, they know how Smart Glamour runs. It's stressful enough to send people clothes and then have them try to take pictures. You know, pictures are what I sell my clothes off of. So they're, they need to be uh, clear and nice and you need to be correctly lit. It's a whole thing. Um, and then I just this weekend, literally yesterday, did my first in-person shoot for a swim um, with just six models. Uh, I'm vaccinated. All my models that I cast are va fully vaccinated. So we were able to do a safe shoot together. 
Um, and I will keep now moving forward with that. Um, hopefully, but I'm not going to say positively, hopefully, maybe I will be able to do a public casting for fall. But I'm not sure. I'm just going to keep paying attention to what's happening with vaccination rates and, and all that stuff. Um, and if it seems like it makes sense, then I'll do a public casting again. And if I do so, it will be posted in our newsletter, on our social media, etc. Uh, the only qualifications to apply is that you are 18 years or older um, and you can be in the New York City area for whatever the dates may be, which I would announce in the casting. Um, you don't have to live here, but you'd have to be here because the shoots happen here. Uh, you can be truly any size, any shape, any weight, any age, as long as you're an adult. Um, any ability, you know, I have models in wheelchairs. I have models who use canes, who use walking devices. Um, I have models who are blind. I have literally anybody, doesn't matter. You don't have to wear heels. Um, you, you can wear glasses. <laughs> um, all the things that you never see on models in mainstream fashion uh, do not apply at Smart Glamour Castings. So truly anyone and everyone. Okay, so for my husband, if you are watching this, <laughs> we may need to take a vacation to New York City. <laughs> Just saying, because yeah, I really want to do this. <laughs> Mallory, <laughs> thank you so much, not only for coming on my show, but for creating this safe space for truly all women, you know, all, all people, mm -hmm. because these play these spaces don't exist. Yeah. They they really for the most part don't. So mm -hmm. thank you for creating this. You know, for people, you know, even I'm gonna use myself as the example, people like me mm -hmm. who can't shop everywhere. Yeah. Who aren't comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for doing that. I do have one final question for you. Sure. has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. <laughs> okay. It has everything to do with you. What do you like most about yourself or what do you love most about yourself? Ooh, okay. Um, hmm. I think I think the thing I would say is that when I decide I'm going to do something, I find a way to do it. I like that determination. Mm -hmm. I love that. Actually, <laughs> I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been such a pleasure spending this time with you. And I'm so excited to have you on my other podcast because <laughs> yummy. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. um, so that is it for tonight. I will be on Instagram later on this evening for It's a Fat Wrap, the podcast episode after show, where I'll be talking about this episode as well as my episode of The Rope of Hope earlier. So Mallory, feel free to join me if you'd like. Um, anybody who's watching, make sure you are following me on Instagram at thisfatgirllife.blog. If you are enjoying what I do, you are enjoying the content that I am creating, you're enjoying these conversations, Keep me caffeinated at buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life because your support, your listener support is what helps me 
caffeinated and energized to do this. <laughs> Y'all have a great evening. Love ya. Bye. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.